0: Pod 102 and a half, November the 25th, 2005.
1: Let's talk talk. Until you talked yourself into the ground Let's walk, walk, walk Until you've taken me and danced around This love, love, love The one you never knew could be found Let's talk, talk, talk Talk, talk, talk You're walking on my tightrope of words and crossroads I hope that the words I choose will come back to haunt you Wish, wish that you would listen the first time, time, time Cause it would save us all of this It's a crime, crime, crime There we're wasting all this precious time, time, time With talk, talk, talk You say I never stop, but look at it this way Others say it's a good thing, babe That that I started in the first place Yeah, yeah, yeah Talked yourself into the ground. Let's walk, walk, walk until you've taken me around this town. Skirting the issues you knew would come round soon. I wish you'd listen the first time through. I already said that twice before, yeah. I already said that twice before. I already said that twice before. I already said that twice before. before.
0: That was Cheryl B. Engelhardt and Talk, Talk, Talk from the Podsafe Music Network on Pod 102 and a Half. Well, I thought I'd talk a little bit about the Portable Media Expo that happened November the 11th and 12th of this month. I went out there and enjoyed myself immensely meeting all of the folks who have been doing podcasting since... I don't know, since Adam and uh, Dave Weiner created the uh, concept back in um, September or August of last year of 2004, and there's has been an extremely large number of people that have sort of uh, begun um, the podcasting thing since then. So this was the first annual Portable Media Expo slash Podcasters Convention, and it was held out in Ontario, California. It was a Interesting place, Ontario. Landed at the Ontario airport on Wednesday, and uh, first thing I noticed when I stepped off the uh, plane, or actually not when I stepped off the plane, but when I got out into the parking lot to pick up my rental car, was there's mountains all around. I mean, big ones. It's amazing. And uh, after uh, bumbling around and trying to find my way to the hotel, I finally just crashed for the evening and really didn't do a whole lot Wednesday night. But Thursday morning, bright and early, I get up and Took a ride out to Palm Springs because I'd never been out that way into the desert and uh, wanted to see what it was like. It was an interesting trip, and one of the most amazing things that I saw was the windmills that are out along I-10 right before you get to the desert cities. There, there are hundreds of these windmills, and it's without actually seeing it, it's almost, it's almost, it's one of those things that uh, truly seeing it being there is is much more impactful than hearing somebody tell you about it, or certainly seeing a photograph, because the photographs never do it justice. Uh, it's like it's like seeing aliens from out of space walking across the desert. It's, it was just totally bizarre and strange.
2: And you walked in the door and you changed your shoes, you switched to a sweater and said, how do you do, neighbor? How do you do? Remember the look in your sparkling eyes That said clearly, I love you Don't you look nice, neighbor? You saw me looking at you Sandy went for walks in the park You were a gentleman We were home before dark a neighbor Speedy delivery McFeely <laughs> Chef Brockett showed us how to bake a pie
0: While Lady
2: Elaine gave him the evil
0: Vescivious biddies on pod102.5.com from their album Get Lucky and Neighbor. In any case, made it back Thursday evening to the uh, Marriott Hotel and uh, went up to the kickoff party that was sponsored by the pod show folks. Adam Curry was there, of course, uh, but the real stars were the performers, Brother Love and Chase, plus, of course, the podcasters. This is the first time most of them had ever actually met each other face-to-face. They'd talked you know, in their various podcasts and uh, perhaps exchanged emails and things. But it was kind of like one of those impromptu staff parties at a 70s radio station, one of those places where the staff never saw each other because they were all working abutting shifts. Adam and the gang rolled in about midway through Brother Love's set, and, well, who else was there? Well, I I saw Brian of Coverville and Swoopy of Skepticality, Soccer Girl, Madge, C.C. Chapman, the beer guys were there, the Scottish guy, tartancast.com, and on and on. It was quite amazing, mainly because these folks were not celebrities a year ago. Yet now they've developed this celebrity all on their own. Most of them, in fact, almost all of them with no PR agents or anything, no managers, none of that. They're just out there putting their word out and, and uh, really making it happen. Many of them were sponsored out to the conference by listeners who donated frequent flyer miles or cash or whatever. That's pretty amazing. I don't think Howard Stern is going to get sponsored by his listeners to go to the R&R convention anytime soon. In general, I found these folks to be pretty intelligent, witty, and somewhat introverted. No surprise there, I guess. Can't say that all the podcasters are more witty or more intelligent than all radio personalities but i was impressed with the general level of the conversations we had this probably has to do with the self-selection process that being a podcaster entails you got to be pretty bright not to mention pretty motivated to figure out how to do this podcasting thing so the dimmer folks just weren't represented maybe there's some evolutionary thing that'll happen where podcasters will get to know each other well enough to procreate and then over time create a new race of intelligent beings. Well, anyway, on that note, let's go on to Friday. Got to the conference center first thing in the morning and wanted to make sure I got my expo pass before the mad rush. So I walked in, and I saw a registration desk right out in the hall. The sign over it said portable something, so I just went over and asked about badges. The nice lady at the booth looked at me strangely. And as it turns out, this was not the Portable Media Expo registration booth. It was the Portable Sanitation Expo registration booth. Okay, that's strange. What are the odds that the Portable Media Expo and the Portable Sanitation Expo would be held on the same day at the same location? There's a joke in there somewhere about podcasting and porta-potties with a D or something. Anyway, finally figured out where to get my badge, and then I wandered down to the room where the keynotes were to be held. The rooms weren't open yet, I was that early, but there were a few early risers like me waiting for the doors to open. I started chatting with one guy, and it turns out he's a podcaster from New Jersey, Brad P., His podcast is a whole lot of nonsense. We got to talking, and it turns out his day job is about as far from podcasting as you can get at a pharmaceutical company, as I recall. Anyway, we ended up going in together and chatting some more. It's really interesting how folks who never touched a mic before ended up being podcasters. Well, anyway, I had to get up to take a phone call, and I lost track of Brad after that. The opening keynotes were interesting. Jason Calacanis, I hope I pronounced his name right, who founded Weblogs and Engadget, basically told everyone in the room that they might as well give up because one of the big players would eat their lunch no matter what business model they tried to execute. Sounded to me like someone who's already made his bundle is trying to get, off, get all the riffraff out of the valley. And next up in the keynote chain was Leo Laporte, who did a good job debunking the previous speaker's pitch, although not directly, but in Leo's inimitable, rather charming and humble way. Leo spoke of approaching the work with passion, which has always been my approach to work over the years. So it seemed right. And he also quoted Maslow, which I thought was pretty bold. Not because Maslow was particularly controversial, but because, well, he was presuming that his audience had the intellectual stamina to follow the logic. No 21st century pop tech babble for Leo. He got right to the point and intellectually stimulated his audience even at 9.30 in the morning. Leo's a class act, and it's even clearer when you see him in person. So after the keynotes, we went off to the individual sessions. There were four running at a time, each one timed out to about 45 minutes. I think one of the challenges for the presenters was to fit everything into the 45-minute window, at least for some events. One of the most frustrating things about a show like this is that there are usually two or three events happening at the same time that you want to catch. At least there is if the event is any good. This show was that good And often there were three or four at the same time that looked pretty decent. Thank goodness for Doug Kay, who's going to be rolling out the audio for this over the next few months on IT Conversations. I can catch those shows or those uh, portions that I missed. I explored the Explo 4 after the first keynotes with the thought that there might not be time later. There were a number of interesting products and services available to podcasters, everything from software to hardware to business services. I met a terrific salesperson for Limelight Networks, Nadia Esparza. Turns out she was a radio account exec for Cumulus in Poughkeepsie, New York, before heading out to Arizona to work for Limelight. She even knew what Tapscan is. That's pretty amazing. Well, then I got pretty totally time-zoned. I checked the time, and my phone said it was an hour later than it really was, although I didn't know it at the time, so I figured I'd missed my first session. Not. And by the time I figured it all out, i had almost missed the second session. Well, I managed to catch the music licensing seminar, and it brought up all sorts of questions with not a lot of answers. I think CC Chapman and the Podsafe Music Network guys are on the right track, but the model is still a bit tough to execute. Right after the seminar, we had about 15 minutes to wolf down lunch and jump to the next keynote. This keynote was by Joe Hayashi of Yahoo. It was more of a pitch for their new podcast directory, but it was interesting to hear Yahoo's point of view. Then Robert Speer of NPR gave a talk about the ways public broadcasting is using podcasting. Interesting, but not particularly inspirational. A couple more panels, one on the secret of the iPod and iTunes with Leo Laporte, Paul Griffin, Chris Breen, and Dan Frakes. And finally, Noah Glass of Odeo on the storytelling concept that Odeo was launching. I keep confusing Noah Glass with Ira Glass. Are they brothers? If it's Friday night, it must be a party, and the Marriott was the place to be for the podcast awards. Looks like it was going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of great podcasters there. That party and the rest of the Portable Media Expo next time on Pod 102 and a Half.
3: Eternal flame it can't be drowned by your crushing away in my wings so again I can fly
0: Pod one hundred and two and a half dot and the Podsafe Music Network. See you next time.